Is it a little windy? Is it too windy for this today? Oh my god, I hope it's not too windy. It's going to be uh it's going to be terrible out here in the next couple days. We're going to have the uh, remnants of Hurricane Delta coming true with some wind and rain. What's up John Jobin? How are you? Good morning to you, my friend. I think you're the first to arrive in our little Facebook live stream. And Vinny, of course you're here. What's up, Vinny? Good morning, buddy. Hope you're having a good Sunday. Pablo Sanchez, what's up? Hello, Greg. Damn, do you know me personally? What's up, Jonathan Fa and James Garcia? Uh, what's up, Bill Augerman and Todd Hillman and Michael Robart? How bad is the wind? Be honest with me. Is this doable? If not, we just turn it off and do it another time. You know, it's cool. I don't have to answer to anybody, so we don't have to do this if uh, the conditions aren't that great. What's up, Matthew Appleberg and Jerry Blair and Mike Blake and Rob? Uh, what's up, Rob and Brandon Hollinger? My God, I got to say hi to all you guys because a lot of you are regulars. Of course, Vincent's here. He's a regular. Scaramuzzo, uh, Seth Foster's a new one. Brian Parnas, my God, Brian Parnas has been with me for well over a year with these live streams. What's up, Debbie, up there in Boston? I even know where some of you, some of you guys live. What's up, Scott Watson? It's fine. Okay, good. What's up, Victor? How are you? Uh, James Garcia. Good morning. Okay. Oh, the stars have officially started flowing in. Thanks, John Cassidy. I appreciate it. I've made a dollar fifty to talk to you guys on this fine Sunday morning. Uh, a morning that was spent cleaning up goddamn diarrhea once again from the puppy. I was on my hands and knees this morning, scrubbing and washing my deck. We had to let the dog out like four times last night. He had just terrible diarrhea. Oh, I don't know. It might have been because uh, when we were walking the beach the other day, he saw a half-eaten skate that was left on the beach. Probably the seagulls pulled it apart. And my dog, my little puppy that you think's all cute and cuddly, grabbed that thing like a wild wolf and started shaking it back and forth in his uh, face. Ran away from me. I couldn't get him. And then just, uh, proceeded to chomp away on this damn thing that was already half eaten and who knows how long it was sitting on the goddamn beach. And surprise, surprise, he got diarrhea. So this morning... I was just kind of laughing to myself. Adrian Driscoll with the uh, 45 stars. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, so this morning I'm, I'm on my deck cleaning up uh, the diarrhea. I had to let him out four times. So there was, I, there was at least eight piles. And then it drips down to the deck below. It's just a nightmare. And I'm on my hands and knees with a bucket and spray and paper towels. And I'm laughing to myself how stupid life is because my old friend Bill Burr was on Saturday Night Live last night. And I'm on all fours cleaning up liquid diarrhea for my puppy. <laughs> oh, that life will give you some twists and turns, huh? I hope you guys saw Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live. It was fucking pitch perfect. I wrote him this morning. I said, Bill, I hope all the comedians out there understand what you did for them last night on that stage at Saturday Night Live. He had a great set trending all over fucking Twitter because everyone's pissed off at Bill Burr now. 
all those idiots playing perfectly into Bill Burr's uh, hands. But God, he crushed it last night on Saturday Night Live. And I'm watching, and my wife looks over. She sees my big, goofy smile when Bill Burr hit that stage, and I was really, really proud. God, I was proud to see Bill Burr uh, make it to SNL. And he, he did great. He did absolutely great. His monologue slash stand-up was perfect. The skits were really, really good. And then you had Jack White, who was one of my favorites. It was, uh, it was a wonderful show. And I'll be honest with you, it was the first uh, Saturday Night Live I've seen all the way through. I don't know. In, in at least five years. Jim Carrey as uh, Joe Biden was amazing. God, that was really, really funny. That was a great twist on the whole goddamn Mike Pence with the fly on his head thing. So I'm just really, really proud and happy for, uh, for Mr. Burr. Really, really happy. Good feels for Bill? Absolutely, Joyce Collin. I also told him, I said, Bill, you just made everyone from the old show or a lot of us from the old show so goddamn proud. Then I was thinking, what would Patrice think? I think in a rare moment, Patrice would let his guard down and go, fuck yeah, Bill. And give him a nice, goofy fucking hug. I could turn this off because that's all I really wanted to say today. (laughs) That and uh, I'm hoping this wind just, uh, you know, holds off a little longer because we want to do some fishing. We got uh, a couple guys going to get together, do a little fishing. We want to do some night fishing tonight too, but I don't know when that wind from Hurricane Delta is going to start hitting us with all that goddamn rain. Spot on. Thank you, Joe Salisbury. Thank you very much. Yeah, Bill took on cancel culture, and uh, his Rick Moranis joke was fucking amazing. I don't want to give it away because I know a lot of you guys have uh, DVR'd the damn thing, so I'll shut my fucking mouth. Oh, and and speaking of comedy, I heard about this documentary Forgot all about it. Then I was flipping around last night because we were like, we can't do the Trump thing. We can't. Because when there's nothing on TV, I think a lot of us, we pick our cable news channel. And then we we leave it on for hours. And that Trump garbage just, just bombards you. And then you realize it's the same stupid talking points over and over again by uh, every single host. Over and over and over and over again. And it's like, fuck this. So we're like, let's try to find something else to watch. I was praying Shark Tank was on. It wasn't. And then um, I'm flipping around, uh, always in search of a good documentary. I want to see the David Byrne um, documentary on HBO, but for some reason it's taken forever to be released. The trailer's been up there forever. And we saw that show. It was, it was amazing. It's really, really good. I, uh, it'll be interesting to see what HBO does with that whole thing. And then uh, we went to Showtime. I'm like, what the fuck's on Showtime? Every once in a while they'll surprise me with a good documentary. And they got a documentary series. What's that? What's up, Aaron uh, Gosser? How are you? Yeah, Bill Burr rules. So many of us so goddamn proud of Bill Burr today. I, I was there the day his career decided to fucking take off. He had all the talent in the world. I'll get back to that other thing. He had all the talent in the world and just need a little push. Just a little push. And when he did that virus tour for us, uh, when he really still wasn't familiar with uh, the Opie and Anthony audience and crushed it in Philly, 
They started booing him. It's legendary. And then he turned around and beat the shit out of like 10 to 12,000 people to the point they gave him a standing ovation at the end of it. Philly. Philly gave him a standing ovation. That was it, my friends. It all came together for him. And he's, he's been unstoppable since. Uh, get some sand eels for the night fishing, Matt. Wisniewski, Wisniewski. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Showtime documentaries, documentary series. They have a documentary on the Comedy Store out there in LA, and wow, it is fucking awesome. First episode was great, and you know a lot of the players. They're going with the old timers first. And then I think the second um, episode of this documentary series on Showtime about the comedy store is on tonight, I believe. Uh, we're looking forward to watching the second episode. But the first episode was great. You got David Letterman and his stupid, fucking, goofy, obnoxious beard. I thought he would have shaved that dumb thing by now. And you got Jay Leno and you got Jimmy Walker and you got Howie Mandel. They talk about Freddie Prince and the tragedy that is Freddie Prince. Only, only the old-timers uh, know who Freddie Prince is from Chico and the Man. Came out of nowhere. He was a very young comedian. Was a regular at the Comedy Store in L.A. He was one of the first guys to really, really hit. And, uh, you know, and then he took his own life at 22 years old when he had the world by the fucking balls. I do believe he was really into the, uh, the cocaine. And he shot himself. At the height of his uh, success. And he was a lunatic. One story I'll tell because I can't help myself. And I, I highly recommend you, you watch this for yourself on Showtime. But um, he was on all the teen magazines. Uh, Freddie Prince. And then one day he goes to the uh, magazine stand there on Sunset Boulevard. I've been to that uh, magazine stand many times. It's legendary. It's been featured in a lot of shows over the years. And all of a sudden, he's not on the covers anymore of these magazines in the 70s. And uh, John Travolta took his place. So uh, he got another uh, fellow comedian. They went and got a crossbow. And they said they, and he said he wanted to kill John Travolta. I'm like, holy fucking shit. And uh, they tell the story where they get the crossbow and they uh, find the apartment that John Travolta was living in. You know, this was when John Travolta was just starting to take off, not the John Travolta we now know and kind of love, I guess, kind of love. Um, and they found where he was living. Now he knocked on the door, uh, Freddie Prince, with this crossbow, and he was uh, he was going to kill John Travolta, even though he's like one of the most successful entertainers in the country at that point. He's basically hanging out with... Uh, comedy royalty and John Travolta wasn't home so he uh, decided to to shoot his crossbow into John Travolta's wall uh, door I should say door three times and then I'm thinking to myself this story is so insane it can't be real and I think the the people that made the documentary about the comedy store they knew people would be like there's no way this is so exaggerated blah 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 they show the police report <laughs> back in the day but uh so far so good with the the comedy store documentary on showtime you learn about michael keaton uh he was a really really good stand-up and people go what michael keaton was was a stand-up comedian supposedly he was one of the best back in the day 
but then uh, Hollywood found him and he started starring in all those movie movies, excuse me, that uh, you know he he left uh, stand up behind. But he's in the documentary talking about his time at the comedy store and uh, bravo, bravo so far, whoever's behind uh, that documentary. Coke-fueled fun, Seth Fosty says, or Foster, excuse me, Seth F. Foster says. Yeah, they said he really liked the, the cocaine, and then he also had some issues. He had some darkness in his soul. And if you got the darkness in your soul and you're into the cocaine, that's uh, not a good combination. Nick Catino, uh, did you move out of the city? I, uh, we're, we're camped out here. Uh, and uh, I was talking to my, my fishing buddy. He lives a few houses down. He's the, he's the one that has the dog that me, my dog and his dog are 69ing on the beach all the time. If you are, are a regular to these live streams, you know what I'm talking about. And he had to go back to the city for a little bit, a week or so. And he says, man, it's so frustrating because... People are just simply letting their guard down again, and there's um, there's globs of coronavirus activity that is starting to get a little concerning, especially in the Bronx and the and the Queens area. I talked to you about the Orthodox Jews; they didn't want to take it seriously because of religious freedom, and so those areas are uh, kind of out of control with the virus. And now it's in Queens as well, and I think it's only a matter of a matter of time before you see a couple coronavirus uh, blobs in Manhattan. And he's like, it's frustrating, you know. He said uh, people were taking it seriously. And we all live in big buildings in New York for the most part. And you got to get in elevators with other people. And you want to talk about not being able to social distance. And a lot of these buildings had rules like one person at a time, one family at a time. And people were taking it seriously. And there were long lines in the lobby waiting to get in the elevator. And now he's like... He gets in the elevator and people just pile in and then they look at you like, are you going to say something? Because if, you, if you're going to say something, we're going to fight. It's getting like a bit aggressive, he, he's, he told me. So uh, we got that going on. And then he says it's pretty crazy on the streets with the um, sidewalk uh, dining and whatnot. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to be heading in the wrong direction again. <sighs> But are people really dying in New York City? Seth Foster says, yes, they are, my friend. I'm not really going to play that dumb game. You're, you're listening to a person that is taking the coronavirus very, very seriously. I believe it's a real issue. I believe that masks absolutely help. Like Bill uh, Burr said last night, let's continue listening to the eggheads. They know better. Eggheads know better than politicians when it comes to viruses. Yes, they are dying. The numbers are absolutely down in New York City. Um, but uh, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that they don't start heading you know, back up in a, in a way that is uh, concerning. Need the vaccine. Uh, Tim Kaine, you're right. But I, I, I'm starting to have some, some hope that the, uh, the drugs that will be available to treat this thing, uh, that's the game changer. That is the absolute fucking game changer right there. And it seems like they're getting better. So that's that's what that's where my hope lies. As soon as you know those drugs are so good that you're not going to die from this thing, then it's game fucking on. Get your fucking helmet back on and get back in there. We need you. But until then, I'll, I'll stay in hiding. But I think we're getting closer. I really think we're getting closer with the drugs. 
And then the first pass of the vaccination, or the vaccine, I should say, you know, good luck to you, whoever decides they want to go down that road. Michael Swartwood, uh, got to hook up with Chrissy D. We, uh, we hook up from time to time. You guys make a good pod together. We have great fucking chemistry. I'll try to get him back on the podcast in the, in the near future. He's, he's crushing it, though, man. That history hyenas thing is, uh, is doing really well. And uh, Chrissy D's uh, in demand as far as podcasts go. Everyone's trying to get Chrissy D on their podcast. Are you taking vitamin D, uh, Lenny Quint says. How do you get the, the vitamin D? You get that from the sun? Because I get plenty of sun. Uh, so what else, you, the, what else gives you the, the vitamin D? The milk? Because I, I, I mostly drink the almond milk. Because I saw that stupid documentary on cows. <laughs> so I don't, I don't believe in milk anymore. What's up, Brian Goins? How are you, buddy? Where the cows are pretty much ruining planet Earth. With their methane gas and their poo. And then it turns out that we're lied to and that milk isn't even that good for you. So I started believing and I started moving over to almond milk. And I hate almond milk. It's terrible. Although I found something called uh, M-A-L-K. Milk, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's the best almond milk I've found for my coffee. Full of estrogen, bad milk. There you go, Seth F. Foster. Look at us in agreement. We were lied to when we were growing up saying milk is uh, good for you. It really isn't. Milk was made to make a calf into a full-grown cow within, what, two days? Something insane like that? And then we're feeding it to human beings? I mean, milk is probably uh, pretty important when you're, you're first born, obviously, but then quickly it's not as good for you as they, they try to tell you. That's the goddamn milk uh, industry throwing their propaganda at us because they got profits. They got to make the money for the stockholders. The other thing that's not good for us is breakfast cereals. Part of a complete breakfast. Know what they mean by that? Ignore our horrible, sugary, really tasty cereal. You put the milk in it, then it's a balanced breakfast. Oh, you might want to throw an egg on the side, and then it's a balanced breakfast. Ignore the fact that our cereal is simply a sugar bomb. Cocaine for breakfast for uh, Brian Goins. <laughs> I'm a 90s kid. Bullshit was being told to us all the time. Yes. Yeah. Serial Talk Sunday. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. What's up, Pat Duffy? What's your favorite cereal? Oh, God. Anyone out there that has uh, the kids understand... I avoided all the sugary cereals for the longest time. And then you have kids and it's always in the house and it's taunting you. And you start getting weak around 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And you ate healthy all fucking day long. And then, fuck, all you have to do is go to bed. And next thing you know, you grab the box of Lucky Charms. And you can't just have one bowl at this point. You got to have half a fucking box. And then you wake up a few months later and you got bitch tits. And you look at yourself and you go, how the fuck did I get bitch tits? 
Too much information? I got rid of the bitch tits, though. I had to pull it way back. You know what I have for breakfast now? Goddamn smoothies with protein powder. You want to know what I had this morning instead of the bacon and goddamn eggs? I had a banana. I had fresh pineapple for taste. I had kale and spinach. Lots of that. Uh, frozen blueberries. And uh, a nice shot of protein powder. And I blended that shit up and just gobbled it down. That's what I had for breakfast. That's a complete breakfast, by the way. Kale, Randy says. <laughs> yeah. Carl used to make fun of Kale. Kale has made the biggest comeback in, the, in, in produce ever. Ever. Carl taught me this a long time ago. Kale was uh, bought by restaurants for their salad bars. Not to put in the salad, by the way, as decoration around the salad bar. That's what kale was used for the longest time. And then some dumb hippie slash scientist tried it and said, look, it's a bit on the bitter side, but God, is this uh, really good for you? It's almost a superfood. Next thing you know, everyone started throwing the kale in their smoothies. But it really, truly still belongs at the salad bar. Oatmeal for breakfast. I do that too, Aaron. I, I sometimes just throw uh, raw oatmeal into, into my blender, into my smoothie. Did you ever meet and interview Jack White? Uh, yes, I did. He was incredibly quiet. Incredibly quiet. Incredibly cool. I love Jack White, by the way. I love everything he's done. He was part of that band, the Racket, uh, Tours. And uh, we were working at K-Rock doing mornings when we were splitting our show between K-Rock and Sirius XM. And they set up um, a secret interview with me and Ant and the band, the Tours. And we had to go to uh, a studio. I think it was, uh, oh, I think it was the Hit Factory or something like that. And I'm not going to lie to you, that was one that I was really nervous to do. And it didn't help that him and the rest of the band were incredibly quiet. And they played songs for us and stuff. And it was really, really cool. And he was really, really nice. He was, uh, he was, a, he was pretty sweet. Sweet guy, man. I think that was the only time I, I talked to him. But it was one of those uh, rare occasions because, man, we, uh, we had just about everyone coming through our, through our old radio show. He was one of the ones that I got nervous uh, seeing and talking to. Didn't happen a lot, but he was definitely one of them because I love the White Stripes. And then I, I've loved everything he's done since. He's part of that documentary. What is it called? Uh, Make It Loud or something like that. Help me out with the title, somebody out there. We're going to have to wrap up, by the way. The wind is really starting to kick up. Um, but it's a great documentary on um, guitar guys. And Jack White's in there showing his homemade guitar. It's a, it's a great documentary. I just don't remember the name offhand right now. The Edge is in there. And The Edge uh, famously, and God bless The Edge from you too. You know, a lot of people think he's got very complicated uh, guitar sounds, you know? And he goes, he, he plays this really simple guitar part in this documentary, incredibly simple. And then he goes, and that simple guitar part becomes this with a, a few uh, 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 button pushes. And then it's like the, the famous U2 sound. I'm like, oh, my God. For him to admit that, I, 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 I think that's 
absolutely awesome. Sorry, I got distracted because uh, Craig Godwin got the uh, name of the documentary. It's called It Might Get Loud. It's really, really good if you've never seen it. What's up, Sam? How are you? And Steve Mastin, have a good day, Ope. Yeah, I will, Steve. You too, okay? Ooh, we made $17 to live stream. Benjamin Tucker. Uh, Bill Augerman, is Dear Zachary still the most depressing documentary ever? I, I, I can't imagine a documentary being more depressing than Dear Zachary. To this day, I curse Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, there you go. Debbie says, uh, SNL funnier than usual last night. Bill Burr's take on Jacko, the pumpkin ale from Sam Adams. That, that whole bit was hilarious. And I drink the Jacko. It's like drinking pumpkin pie. It's a bit on the sweet side. And he had, he had a perfect take on that, being uh, from Boston. I would imagine some of those hardcore Boston guys absolutely aren't drinking the Jacko from Sam Adams, although I do love it. I do love the Jacko. Thoughts on Jack White? I thought he was great on SNL. All right, guys, nice and short today. We'll do this tomorrow, though, like always. Want to thank BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, for sponsoring the fine podcast. And I thank you guys for listening to the goddamn podcast. How about that? All right, man. Have a great day. Talk soon. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back. Hey, what's up? Bill Burr, come on in, man. We're What's already doing on? it. How are you? That's How Carl. You? Carl Ruiz from the Food Network. Guy Fieri's a uh, very good friend. We were just oh, talking right. about... Um, oh, here, let me turn on your mic. <laughs> so how's it being uh, back in New York there, Billy? Billy Burr? It's lonely. I'm not back here with my family, and then I go back to all the clubs, and everybody's, like, moved on. Right. So it's weird. <laughs> oh, is They're it? either not there or they're dead. That's basically Jesus. all my friends. Yeah, it sucks. That's... One of the things they don't tell you about getting older, but, um, yeah, so that brought it down. You guys want to go back to avocado toast? <laughs> <laughs> so, so your crew's moving on? They're just in uh, – Well, they're, no, they're just like – They just don't all, hang out like they used no, to. No, they've all become successful. They, right. They're like, you know, there's each, each like level, there's people that move on or just say, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. But, like, there's only so long that you can stay in, like, the same, like, place, I think, before you, you kind of lose it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you're playing the garden again, bro. Yeah. I mean, is it fucked up to it's, you? I yeah, know you've weird. had an incredible success, obviously. No, it's weird. I got a good story for you. When yeah. I, I, was, I was back home. And I was doing the Boston Garden, right? I did three of these things. Jesus. On the, I only did three. I remember back in the day, like guys like Dane Cook, he had the same road schedule as like the Celtics, right? <laughs> so I mainly do theater. So I, I did I did the Forum, and then I did the Boston Garden. So Boston Garden, that's where I'm from. So I got all kinds of friends and family padding the stats there. So there was fucking jam-packed. I was doing it in the round. And, I, yeah, there's that feeling when you're backstage going, this is like a fucking cartoon. This is ridiculous. This doesn't make sense. Uh, people up top going to feel like they got their money. Having a, basically a panic attack while Verzi was on killing, or Tony V, I forget who was on. And then my phone rings, and I see it's my wife. And I'm like, oh, this is why I married her. She's going to be like, I love you. You deserve this. <laughs> Go out there. Have a great Remember to have fun. And I picked the phone up, and she was crying hysterically. She was like, oh, my God, me. <laughs> right? And I, was like, I thought there was something wrong with that kid. Holy I'm like, what happened? Shit. What happened? What happened? She goes, 
No, no, nothing bad. I just saw a star is born. It was so good. <laughs> and I was literally perfect. sitting there like... I felt like I was in a sitcom. I was like, are you fucking serious? I go, do you understand what you just did to me? I go, honey, I got a show. And she's like, oh, my God, are you about ready to go on stage? And I was like, yes. And then she was like laughing through crying, yeah. which was so adorable. And yeah. she goes, I'm sorry. Have a good time. You're so so I just walked out on stage and told that story, and it got a big laugh, and I was on my way. So you know, yeah, yeah, that's she's a good not, start to that. I, I uh, you know, I'm a fan of your podcast, obviously, and she's really good. Nia's oh, really yeah, good no, with no. you. She, you don't put her on a lot, but when you do, it's uh, well. Now that I have, now that we have the kid and everything, yeah. it's not. I mean, somebody's got to watch the kids. So yeah. that that kind of killed her. Um, coming on and uh, and also you know just the ridiculous level of adjustment to your life like um, some I've been talking about on stage is how they don't tell you that when you have a kid like how much that what that does to your relationship with your spouse where it's like you guys go from this looking at each other to you just staring fixated on the kid and not even in a bad way but if you guys don't check in with each other you just start fucking drifting apart and like, we got to the point where we were just like passing each other in the hall, like, what's up? You know, just, <laughs> like, when you just see somebody late night on the street, you know right. what I mean? You just give them the obligatory yeah. hello. So it was it was bad. It was rough for a little bit. We were just like, what happened? We used to laugh, man. <laughs> like, uh, it, yeah, you got to give yourself a break, though. Yeah, no, oh, but no, we, we got under it. two years. Forget it. Yeah, no, we got it. We, we kind of got the thing back where okay, I, uh, yeah, no, yeah. you know what I did do is I just stopped fucking arguing. I'm just like done with it. And whatever she tells me to do, I just do. So now we're getting along great. So I'm happy with that. But there's this underlying resentment I have where I'm just kind of like, oh, so basically if we do everything that you want, yeah. like we're going to get along great. And there's all this fucking shit out there about, oh, you know, all these fucking women, you know, just every day, just like just bitch moaning and complaining about how fucking difficult their lives are in America, which is so funny <laughs> to me. It's just like, why don't you look up the kid that had to sew your blouse together? I think you'd feel a little bit better about your position in the world. No, the level that they're talking. I mean, right. my favorite thing was when those two women, I'm not going to say their name, they got arrested at that fucking thing. Don't say their name. Sure. And they come walking out and they're doing the black power like they're like they're black, yeah, like they're yeah. at the '68 yeah, Olympics, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they went from slavery. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you're a blonde white woman. Exactly. What are you doing? Uh, it's just fucking like, and it's, it's, a, it's and everybody's so afraid to get in trouble or get fired that everybody, yeah. But then every whisper is going, "Dude, what the yeah. fuck was that? What the fuck was that?" It's, so. it's a great angle because uh, in other places of the world, you're sending your eight year old off to a, some sweat factory with a, a lunch or pad. deliberately maiming him so he can get a, he can get an <laughs> yes! extra fucking yeah. ruble or some yeah, exactly. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, but like, as a as a Latin person. You know, I grew up with real As a person of color in this culture, how do you <laughs> this current climate? Well, I How do you navigate avocado toast? I'll tell you one thing, Bill. Uh, growing up, people I experienced real racism. Real straight to me straight up, you know, you're spick, you're this, you're that, you're that. Right. The old the Archie Bunker stuff. Yeah, the Archie Bunker stuff. Everybody was the way, you know, they used to call me, hey, Taco, come over here, do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Cuban. They're like, I'm doing your favorite, Taco. Vamonos, vamonos, yeah, rapido, yeah, let's go. Yeah. It's exhausting. And I, I was talking to, about you before you got here about comedy in general and how you, you're more or less escaping the whole uh, PC bullshit, mean-spirited. No, not, not, not escaping it because there's nothing well, to escape. What they do is I, I've learned through all things comedy – started this podcast yeah, network right how few people you need to tweet at the same time to start trending right so 
you're really seeing this is it like they're misreading where this whole political correctness and shit. People are just trying not to get in trouble. They don't agree with it. So they're misreading like where people are the same way they misread this last election. I think today I don't know, dude. I got a like if if you're a Democrat, I got a bad feeling because all of these fucking people, like all of these celebrities that go out there trying to rally people right, to, you vote. Know, to vote blue. It's like yeah. you're being broadcast where people in red can see it. It'd be like if you were fighting a war and you're going to do a surprise attack on Japan and they're watching you talking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't understand how they don't think that a bunch of people right. do my fucking guy driving me over from the airport. Like, I'm voting all fucking red. I'm voting all fucking <laughs> right, red. Right. And it's just like, I don't know how, like, well, this, well, all this, you do is just, is somebody in the public eye telling people, you know, what to vote for. All you, Like, people are smart. They know who they're going to vote for. All you're doing is just catching the attention of some guy in a white van with right. two fucking seats who just wants to do something crazy. That's the only guy that you're going to – you're Very changing smart. him in that he's now going to go after you. Well, well, there's a couple of things. It's an insult to my intelligence when the celebrities are coming forward and saying, you got to vote. Basically what they're saying is don't you, – you got to vote Democrat. Right. You're That's a, what they're saying. They're yeah, trying to act like are. it's non. Yeah, yeah, somebody asked me to are. do Trust that. Trust me nuts. It's like, yeah. Somebody right. tried to ask me to do that. And yeah. then I, I don't get involved. I'm not yeah. fucking going to sit there. Dude, I flunked everything in high school. Who the fuck am I to tell these people what to vote for? And they go, no, this is nonpartisan. It's like, have you Liars. looked at the people that you yeah, have on yeah. this? This is not like, yeah. if I stand anywhere near half of these people, look at their fucking Twitter feeds. Yeah. I'm not fucking sticking my head on that yeah. chopping block. I'm, I'm just insulted. I, I, I would rather them say, we all want you to vote down. Democrat instead of this, like, you need to vote because you're an American. Well, well they did it? that last election. So now yeah. what they're trying to be is like, it's really important to get out and vote. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, I understand that. What else? You know, oxygen is probably one of the more important gases in the atmosphere. And you want to make sure that you keep breathing. Oh, thank you. Fucking and, we, third lead on a sitcom. <laughs> but we live in New York where your vote truly doesn't matter. It's so democratic that I know we're good. We're good uh, in this state. How about in Jersey? I'm voting for a Cuban felon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Republican billionaire. Just like, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter. No. But, uh, uh, no, but what, I was going to give you a compliment, though, because you're, you're more or less skating it because your comedy's so damn honest. And I no, think, it is. And I think no, when, there's nothing malicious behind because people always go, you, you, you get away with this. And it's like getting away a plot implies that I meant something malicious. I don't. I'm up there. I'm a fucking moron. I don't read. <laughs> and I'm up there to make you laugh. Right. And like th- and there's some people, you know, you drive across their front lawn. They get upset, even though you've been driving over everybody's fucking yards the whole time. There's just, you know, those those they're fucking babies. Yeah. And. You know, nowadays, you know, you need controversy to, to make something sell. So you can do a show in front of a thousand people and 999 enjoy it. But if one person didn't, that becomes the story. The person who fucking did it. And it'd be like, I got a fucking partial standing ovation. One person walked out. If I was a fucking president, if that was my approval rating, I would be the yeah. most popular president ever. Like this, this is, you're, this is not. Well, why do we focus on the one person? Money. Yeah, but that's what I told Money, you. Money, because then people stop because there's a million channels. People watch people yelling at each other. That's what the fuck happened at ESPN. Yeah. You had PTI. We had two people who were actually yeah. friends. Yeah. And they were like, they would get heated. Yeah. And they distilled that down to people like people yelling about sports. And ESPN went this horrible fucking period where they just would have, they would just skip Bayless. It'd be like, he would, they, that guy would literally argue if you said you need air to breathe. He'd be like, oh, I'll tell you. He would just, he would just <laughs> argue the other side. It's just like. 
I'm kind of happy he's not there anymore. I figured, like, after a while, he's like, guys, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a video about Skip Bayless, Skip arguing with Skip. So they made oh, little yeah. oh, cuts. That's great. So it was literally on, on the same side. It was Skip yeah. Bayless on a different day saying okay. the opposite thing. And he sat in his giant house watching that cackling yeah. as of it echoed. Of course. Exactly. As I it echoed through all the empty yeah, the cathedral yeah. ceiling. Because <laughs> 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 it got tired of furniture in the, the whole house. But, but, but the point I told you guys years ago when they, they did this to the radio guys where it was it was always the minority they got the the radio shows fired it wasn't a massive majority it was like holy shit we got to get uh, rid of this certain show it was always one fucking small group of people that had all the power and i would yell to the executives like we ignore those idiots they don't mean anything in the in the long run and now well, it, feel, it feels corporate... like it's starting to happen with comedy a little bit well that's well fortunately we don't make money for a corporation if we made money for a corporation we would all be fucked